0: This is Alan. Let's go! Before the first pitch, he's at the top of his banking game. With the Wells Fargo mobile app, he's using Zelle to settle up with his friends for that hot dog and drink, and checking his account balances. For Alan, it's the game day bank. This is your right here, right now bank. This is Wells Fargo. Zelle is available to United States bank account holders only. Terms and conditions apply. Message and data rates may apply. The Zelle Services Property of Early Warning Services LLC. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Woke up this morning, insane, I'll be just fine, be just fine. Falling in love is all good, better days coming this way. Butterflies all on my face, love is the season, I'm feeling this way. Good afternoon and welcome in to Sont Live. You are watching Speak Up with Sammy Jorjour. Always speak your mind. Brought to you by Sont Live and also brought to you by mybookie.ag. The best place to to bet you can always go to mybookie.ag and use promo code coffee that's c-o-f-f-e-e and you will get a hundred percent cashback bonus on your first deposit using that promo code from us to you mybookie.ag has the fastest deposits in the industry you'll get your money to within 48 hours if you do win, which I did yesterday. I did get my win on the Indians winning, got my money. I used my free bet money there. So if you want to bet safely and you want to bet with in-game live betting, go to mybookie, That's a g, and use promo code COFFEE to get a 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit from us to you. And that is in the description above. So Welcome in to Speak Up with Sammy George Wurz, episode 177 of Salt Live. Today we are talking Thursday Night Football. I love my football nights. Um, I am pumped. I am excited for football. We're going to be talking which team is worse, the Texans or the Bengals, and what did last week tell us about that? We're going to be talking, is it time to bra- blame Russell Wilson for the Seahawks' struggles? You know, this is something that I've been sensitive talking about because... You know, Year in, year out, you're saying, well, if they're getting worse, it's not Russell's fault. He's so good, but I got some points where maybe it's time to maybe it's time to start saying some stuff about Russell Wilson, but we'll get to that. We're going to be talking about today's news in sports, as always. I got some Andrew Luck stuff, some NBA stuff, and some baseball stuff. Um, if you're interested in the Mariners, you'll hear a little bit about the Mariners as well. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about the Indian streaking, playing at 4 o'clock Pacific time today, or 4.10 Pacific time, and we're going to find out if this streak is going to last and be broken, I am excited for that. Uh, Tyler Brightman says up in here on the comments. Thank you, Tyler. And if, if you're listening to our podcast after the show on iTunes or on SoundCloud, the reason you hear me always say people's names and talk about comments is because we go live on Periscope, so you can go to Periscope and look up Sont Live, or you can go to Facebook.com. It's our main platform, Facebook.com slash Sont Live, the name of the podcast that you're listening to, S-O-N-T-L-I-V-E, and you'll be able to comment in live with us three times a day, which is 8:30 or 8 a.m. Pacific time, that being said of George and Sammy, and at 10.30 am Pacific time Georgia's jungle sports and then this show you're listening to here speak up with Sammy George World Monday through Friday noon to 1 Pacific time which is three to four Eastern time thank you for tuning in today let's start with let's start with some football that's obviously the most exciting part but you also don't need to do not forget to share this share this video and you will be entered in a raffle to win a free prize from salt Live of your favorite sports team let's get it Tyler Brightman said, up in here. What's good, Tyler? Kyle said, hey, bud. This show rocks. Share it, bud. Thank you, Kyle. I also think this show rocks because I'm on it, but I like myself. Everyone should like themselves. I hope you think the show rocks, though. And George, George, what up? G says, speak up, baby. Speak up. Say anything you want, wherever you are. However you feel like saying it, just say it. You don't care. As you know, people that were watching yesterday knows." We were talking some politics, ESPN being puppets. I'll say whatever the hell I want. I don't care, and I hope you like it. If you don't like it, never forget to comment and tell me you don't like what I'm saying because I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you straight up right here on air and say I actually disagree with you. what you're saying, and we can talk about it. There's no harm in everyone having their own opinion in life. Kyle says, I am from Green Bay, Wisconsin, brother. Hey, shout-out to Green Bay. Shout-out to the Packers. Let's get it. So we're gonna start with, of course, Thursday night football. You know, we talked a lot about this in our morning show, but there's a lot I, I want to say. Um, it's gonna be an interesting, um, it's gonna be an interesting game. And Nate says, "Sammy, tell these people the Bengals are going to smash the Texans." So actually, as uh, George was doing his show today, and I had some more time to study and kind of figure out what exactly I thought was gonna happen, I think the Bengals are gonna win. Um, they are up to six-point favorites in Vegas, which scares me a little bit because I don't know how much of how much they, I don't know if the word "smash" is right, Nate. I don't know if they're going to smash them, but I know, I think the Bengals. I don't know. I think the Bengals are the more talented team here. Um, when it's all said and done, now the reason, if you look on my left, I think it'd be on your left as well. Yeah, on your left as well here, um, or here. Sorry, it's on my screen on the right, but your left you'll see that I have uh, my whole what's going on today, and I says worse, Texans or Bengals. Now, the reason I say that is this game is going to be interesting, and it might be a game full of horrible offensive line play. So I looked up on Pro Football Focus what their rankings before the season started were for each offensive line. The Texans came in at the 29th offensive line in football, which is obviously fourth to last, and that was with Dwayne Brown as one of their starters on that O-line. And for those who don't know, Dwayne Brown is their best offensive lineman who is still holding out. He's, I think he's the last player to be holding out in the NFL right now and is yet to even have contract talks with them in the, in the recent past or recent future that they're saying they're not even going to talk to him. So we might be talking about a Texans O-line who could be 30th or 31st or 32nd um, in In football and and missing their best player. Now, maybe um, maybe the Bengals are just as bad of an offensive line. Maybe the Seahawks are just as bad of an offensive line. But at least those lines have everyone that they're supposed to have for this season. With the Texans, that O-line is missing their best O-lineman. And they're still ranked 29th O-line in football. So, that tells you a little something. Now, you take away their best player. They might be below the Bengals or below the Seahawks. Nate Dixon said, uh, their O-line might be worse in the league behind Seattle or before Seattle, so 31st. So on Pro Football Focus, actually, the Bengals are the 31st O-line, and I wrote, yuck. This game is with the 29th and the 31st O-line, but like I said, the Texans were 29th with Dwayne Brown, so I really think it might be 32nd Seahawks. And then 31st, the Texans. And then maybe the 30th is now the Bengals. Maybe they move up on the Bengals right there. But this is a game of two horrible offensive lines. Now, last week, we know Andy Dalton, 16 for 13, 170 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 28.4 Q, uh, quarterback rating, not a QBR, but quarterback rating, the ESPN one. Um, that's awful, as you guys know. That's an awful Awful QBR um, or quarterback rating. But that probably has to do with his O-line. You have Deshaun Watson on the under end who played a little bit for the Texans last week. 12 for 23, 102 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Okay, he didn't play the whole game. Still threw a pick, threw a touchdown against a Jags team compared to a Jags defense who is good but not as good as a Baltimore defense that Andy went against. But the point I'm trying to get to here is you have two of the maybe two of the three worst O-lines in football with the Seahawks, right? The Texans, Bengals, Seahawks, maybe two of the three worst O-lines. And I'm almost going to guarantee it's two of the three worst O-lines. Texans were at 29th, but they're missing their best player, like I said. So we're talking two of the three worst O-lines in football. The only reason I'm giving the Bengals the advantage, as much as people want to hate and hate and hate on Andy Dalton, with such bad O-lines, Andy Dalton has the competitive advantage here by being a guy who who actually has played games in the NFL. Deshaun Watson, as much as I'm happy that he got the start, I'm concerned that playing on the worst, second-to-worst, third-to-worst O-line in football, that's not the best way to start your career. While on the other end, Andy Dalton, as bad as he played last week, as bad as this O-line is, at least he's played some football games in the national football league which might give him a better chance to win this game i think they have more talent at the running back position i think um aj green and uh deandre hopkins are obviously almost wash; they're they're pretty even but dalton's getting john ross the guy who recorded the fastest 40 in the history of the nfl um he's getting him to play for his first game out of washington today that might be an advantage. They got the running backs. They have Dalton, who's thrown balls in this NFL. Um, and so I think they're going to outplay them on offense. Here's the thing, though. This Houston D is supposed to be very good. Yes, they lost. They lost Cushing, um, but they're supposed to be a top-notch defense. The Jaguars put up 29 points on them. I know there were some interceptions, whatever. They put up 29 points on them last week is this Houston D taking a step back this year or what's going on there the Bengals D gave up 20 points to the Ravens and the Ravens i think have a better offense than this than the the Jaguars do when you look at just straight quarterback play so i'm trying to figure out here is was that a was that a Jaguars playing really good for a day was that a bad defensive day by Houston that just hurt them or is this really what we're going to see from this Houston D giving up 29 points to teams like Jacksonville This is what I'm most interested in finding out tonight. All over, I really just see it as Dalton has more NFL experience even with two battle lines. That gives him the edge here being able to understand what it's like to play with a battle line and being able to compete even though he has this battle line. That's how I'm seeing it for tonight. Let me go through some of these comments. Jeff Batch says, or Darian Hopkins says, what's going on, Sammy? How you doing, bro? I know Darian wants to call in on this show sometime. I'm trying to figure that out. I don't have a, I don't know how to do it on this program, but I might have people call me like Skype call or Facebook call and, and just put them in the speakerphone. I'll put up a little graphic on the screen here saying, you know, calling in is Darian Hopkins. And you can call in, give some of your thoughts. We can discuss. And then, you know, it'll be a segment during the day. Jeff Matt or Matich says, Bengals show up tonight. Jeff. I believe what you're saying. I think they're going to show up more than the Texans are going to show up. That's why I know George said he likes the plus-six Texans because they're both bad teams. Either bet scares me just because I think the Bengals are going to show up, but if they don't, it is going to be a dirty, low-scoring game. But I, I think Dalton and the Bengals' offense have more potential to be a team to win by 14 or 21. If the Texans win this game, I think they're the team with more potential to win by three or four. So that's where it becomes interesting. I answered Nate Dixon's comments there about the O-lines. I do think that it's it's Bengals, Texans, and Seahawks, the three worst O-lines. Um Matt Ash says is JJ playing? I know Cushing is suspended, but didn't JJ get hurt last week? I'm pretty sure JJ's playing. Cushing got suspended 10 games for his P his second um his second PED um Offense, so he suspended ten games, which is a blow to this Houston D. Is a good, he's, I mean, he's good. So maybe it's going to be more of this Houston D. digressing from last year if they lit up twenty nine points against Jacksonville. I don't know. Maybe Dalton can put up some some uh points on them. And George said, bad offensive line play on national TV. Yay, both teams are average teams. Yeah, they're both average teams. Well, to be honest, you could get a worse. I know they're both horribly offensive, horrible offensive line teams. Um, I th- they're both teams that actually could be good or could be average. It's better than running into a Cleveland Browns um, versus Jets Thursday Night national game. I'd rather see this. We're two teams that I do have some question marks about this year, and I'd love to find out more. So I'm actually kind of interested. As bad as these two teams are technically are, after week one, I do see potential for both these teams. I would not be shocked if Bengals turned it around. Good coaching or good enough coaching. Good enough quarterback. Decent enough defense. battle line, but they got position players on the wide receiver's end and on the running back end. So I wouldn't be shocked if they turn around. And same for Texans. Texans have been a playoff team last couple of years with bad quarterback play. So what if Watson turns out to be all right? Maybe they figure it out. And maybe their defense just had a bad week last week. Darian said, okay, cool. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson playing in this game? So, Darian, how I feel about Deshaun Watson playing is a few things. Let me just adjust this camera real quick, it's bothering me. I like the camera a little closer to me. All right, how I feel about Deshaun Watson playing. The thing about Deshaun Watson playing, the only, I like it because I wanna see what Deshaun Watson can do, but I'm also concerned about this O-line. And is this the way you want to start your career? I don't want Deshaun Watson to be starting off his career first game, get sacked five, six, seven, eight, nine times, and be embarrassed. And that's a confidence problem. I mean, you look at the Cleveland Browns team, and they've had a good O-line, right? But they've, but their quarterbacks have always been put in bad situations. You never know if maybe some of those Cleveland Brown quarterbacks would have turned out being good quarterbacks if they were in the right system, and weren't exposed so early in their career. It was one game last weekend. I know that. But for example, a Jared Goff. Bad coaching, uh, not a a very not good team at all with the Rams last year. Rookie, they threw him in the fire just like that. He looked horrible. But then you get a new coaching system. They they get some improvements on this team. They get him a receiver in Sammy Watkins, and they got um, Trayvon Austin. And then all of a sudden, this guy looks a lot better week one. Granted, it was against the worst defense in the entire National Football League in the Indianapolis Colts, but but he looked better. It's all situational. So Darian, how I feel about him being thrown out there today? I think it's okay, but it's a national televised game. Horrible O line. Tom Savage could have died. Literally, could have died on the field last year from how bad. That O-line was. They're missing their best alignment I would have waited a little bo- a little bit longer for the Texans to throw in Watson. But at the end of the day, I think he is the better option for this team. And George says both teams are average. I agree, but they can also both be decently above average teams that make the, play- make the playoffs. George said if Texans, if Watson is good, could be a good team. But we don't know yet. We don't know yet. And because of this offensive line, I, I feel more as if they're not going to be a good team for this season. You know, they're going to need to get Dwayne uh, Brown back. I know he's holding out, and he's not coming back yet. But if they can get him back in this lineup, I think things can be a lot better for this Texans team. Um, and Rabi Elowar says, go Texas best ever. Oh, funny. I know I know. Rabi loves the Texans. I know he also loves um, the Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers, him and his brother Ramsey, love the Edmonton Oilers. Huge fans. Um, they really believe in them this year, big time. Um, and Rabit says, I'm using mybookie.ag to bet $100 on them. That being said, uh, it's a great transition. Thank you, Rabit. If you are looking to bet on this game tonight, you can go to mybookie. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. I put it right there, right next to these logos, right here. See if my fingers can fit it right there. MyBookie.ag and use promo code COFFEE and you will get 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit with MyBookie.ag and our promo code. That means if you put in $100, you will get $100 back in free bet money. That is money that I used yesterday to bet on the Cleveland Indians and they won, which is phenomenal. I still haven't decided I'm going to bet on them today because, I don't know, 22 games in a row, that's a lot of games to win. So I'm a little nervous about that. But thank you, Ruby. So at the end of the day, this game is going to be very interesting to me. I think the Bengals are going to show up a little more than the Texans are going to show up. Um, although Andy Dalton and this Bengals team have been bad on national television, just like they've been bad in the playoffs, just like Marvin Lewis has always had had messed up situations in his career. And so I'm not 100% sure what's exactly going to happen here, but if I was going to take the safe bet, I would go Texans plus six. If I'm going off my emotions, which I don't want to do anymore, I would say Bengals are going to win by 10 to 14, but I wouldn't bet on that because that's an emotional pick more than it is a logical pick. So go for the Bengals to win, Texans to cover. Now, last but not least is Marvin Lewis. We talked about it a little bit this week. We were talking about Marvin Lewis and should he be fired? So there's been a lot of talk about that actually today. Even I saw on First Take and a bunch of other damn shows, people we were talking about should Marvin Lewis be fired? Well, that's tough. He's been on the team for 15 years. They've been decent. They've won playoff. They've won. They've made it. We've won games and made it to the playoffs. But the caveat is, they haven't won any playoff games under him. He's been in the playoffs seven times, I think, in 15 years. So half his tenureship, pretty much, and never won a playoff game. To me, if I was the owner of a team, I would find that to be slightly unacceptable. So this is a really weird time for the Bengals. Do you fire him? Do you keep him? I don't know. If it were me, I would have fired him two years ago, but I do love the stability of the Bengals keeping a guy in there. But at the end of the day, Andy Dalton's not the solution. Marvin Lewis is not the solution. And it might be time to blow things up if you don't make the playoffs this year. You had a little bit of a run for a couple of years with Andy Dalton. You don't make the playoffs again in this tough AFC, I think it might be time to find a new quarterback Let this team tank and find a new coach And rebuild the organization 15 years, no playoff wins I don't care how many times you guys have made the playoffs 15 years, no playoff wins That must be stressful as a Bengals fan actually So I'm really worried about that And I think it's time for them to move on So moving on I, I really wanted to get to this topic today And it's um, It hits close to home with me I Almost lost my table there It hits close to home with me because, obviously, I love the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson, and I think the Seahawks are fine. I'm not overreacting about the whole offensive line because they they can be fine. They're not perfect, and they're not going to be perfect this year, but they'll be fine like they were last year. Tom Cable is supposedly a great offensive line coach, and he has been good enough to make his teams get better and better each year on the offensive line, so I'm expecting him to be okay. Tyler Brightman said, if you can't win playoff games, it obviously means you can't beat a quality team when it counts. That is exactly why Marvin Lewis should be fired. So, Tyler, I agree with that 100%. Like I said before that, before I stated about Marvin Lewis, I said tonight's a national televised game, which one of two things, one of three things, one of four things of Marvin Lewis – They've been bad every time on national televised games that he's been a coach. They've been bad in playoff games because those are national televised as well. He makes the playoffs but doesn't win in the playoffs. And out of all other coaches above 10 years, the Sean Paytons, Mike Tomlin, Mike McCarthy, Bill Belichick, and Harbaugh's at like nine years. They've all won a Super Bowl. The only one that hasn't is Marvin Lewis, and he hasn't even won a playoff game. So come on. It's time to get rid of this man is how I'm seeing it, but we're moving on. We'll talk about the tomorrow. If they lose, we'll talk about when his fire, his press conference of being fired should be, and you know it, it, it can be coming. So, Russell Wilson, I've been thinking deeply. This O-line gets better as the year goes by every year, and I know it's not perfect, but is it time to place a little bit of blame for the Seahawks' struggles the last two years? On Russell Wilson at first this might sound unfair at first it's I stopped myself at first because I'm a Seahawks fan I love Russell Wilson I think he's done great things for the city we got our first Super Bowl because we finally had a good defense and a quarterback that can not make mistakes and be good uh, when it counts I'll tell you that when the game's close and it counts he plays well and you know, day after day, we hear about this damn offensive line—the worst offensive line in the league. The offensive line is questionable. The offensive line can't block anyone for a lick. He has the low, he has the shortest amount of uh, shortest amount of time to pass out of any quarterback in the NFL. But the reason they like him in Seattle is because he's a mobile quarterback. Um, they like him because he is their hundred million dollar man. That he's supposed to be able to get out of this trouble for right now. And regardless of his time in the pocket, I've seen other quarterbacks be able to get two seconds in the pocket and be able to step up and make a throw. It might not be that well of a throw, but you look at a Tom Brady or Alex Smith last week. Actually, both players didn't have that much time in the pocket. Um, Alex Smith didn't have that much time in the pocket last week against the Patriots and tore up the Patriots' defense because, one, he's tall enough to see over the line. Two, he makes quick decisions. One of my issues with Russell Wilson is, a few things. Now, this is why I might blame him. One, Russell Wilson holds the ball a lot. And partially, I think it might be because he believes that the offensive line is going to let him down and he's going to have to run. But I would like him to step up into the pocket and make quick throws. We know your offensive line is bad. Instead of bracing to run out of trouble, brace yourself to to take a one foot one step drop and make a throw. He did it once or twice last week and it went well. Other than that, he knew immediately the line's gonna break down. So instead of making a quick throw, he picked it up, ran, eventually got sacked, tried to throw it away. Now I love his ability to run, to get out, to move, to avoid these problems. But I'd really love to see him at some point also be that guy that's able to make that throw without having to run out of the pocket. I know you don't have a lot of time, but his height's a factor he can't see over the line I think and as much as we want to keep blaming this whole line, that's partially something to do with Russell Wilson It'd be a lot easier if the Seahawks had a six five quarterback who could see over the line and make quick throws instead of running out of trouble every time. It hurts me to say this because I think he's great I think he's elite he really is, but he has to be in the right situation. You see what happened when the Seahawks when they had a better offensive line and a good team he you know he did a lot better so. I I mean it's it's a tough situation. I'm a little you know I'm a little hurt talking about this because he is the man, but I I think we got to start putting some blame on Russell Wilson for being the guy that you know is 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 having trouble making these throws and not getting the ball out fast enough and always expecting the line breaking down so he runs before he even looks to, see, to make a throw. And he's not running for first downs. He's running to get away, which, is, which ends up putting him in a situation where he just throws the ball out of bounds and the offense is stagnant. George said, I'm excited for this topic. Couldn't agree with you more on this. Yeah, and we both are from Seattle. We love Russell Wilson. We think Russell Wilson is the real deal, and he is, but... There's a point where you gotta realize, man, Russell Wilson, you know, he's not making the right throws sometimes, he's not making the right decisions sometimes. Sometimes I'd love to see this guy just go ahead, turn around, and make a throw into and make a throw right away, right into a receiver's hands. Instead, I see a lot of Russell Wilson throwing the ball. Um, I, I, I see him throwing the ball away. I see him running before he even sees if the line broke down just as an assumption of a uh, just as an assumption of this line's going to going to break down. Tyler Bradley says I'll agree with you on this if it's the same thing by Week Yes, I'm going to give him time. I agree with that statement as well, Tyler. Here's the thing. I, I think the last couple of years we've seen these same trends of there's two problems here. The Seahawks have had and this is why I'm not giving all the blame Time to give, if you look at the question though, time to give Russell some of the blame. Because every single year the Seahawks O-line has been bad for the last two to three years, I'd say. Last year, the year before, it was pretty bad too. Pretty much after their Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, we started trading, we traded, you know, we traded Unger for Jimmy Graham and things like that. After that Super Bowl loss the Patriots, our O-line started being bad. Um, and when our O-line started being bad, Russell Wilson it would always take him four to six weeks until the O-line improved for him to improve. And so what I've noticed is, until the O-line starts improving, Russell's having his struggles, but I would wish that he sees this, improves on what he can do, does less, He, I wish he ran out of the pocket less and just stepped up and made some big throws. This is how I see Russell Wilson play. He hikes the ball, he knows the line's gonna break down. So instead of looking for the right pass, he starts running. And, yes, by week six, he might be better at this because the O-line is going to improve. Tom Cable's a good O-line coach. So it might improve and he won't be running away as fast. But it bothers me because you know this is happening. But step up and make a throw. Make some – do some – you know, throw some slants. If you, if you see this O-line is going to break down, instead of running and throwing the ball out, I'd love to see some other options. At the end of the day, he will adjust and he'll get better. But I'd love to see it earlier in the season instead of always putting us in a hole early on because the offense is so stagnant there's other teams that have battle lines with quarterbacks that at least get the ball off a little more i mean andy dalton for as how bad he is in throwing four picks he had 31 attempts last week with also a horrible line he he doesn't run as well he figured out ways to get the ball out you're more athletic and a better quarterback than Andy dalton he should be able to figure out how to get the ball out as well brandon planchette said same thing same thing he did at Wisconsin. Oh, interesting. So you watched him at Wisconsin, it sounds like. Was he always, you know, running out of the pocket before it even broke down? Yeah, the thing in Seattle is now, but with his assumption of the line is going to break down, he runs. And so I'd rather see him be able to step up in the pocket, try to make a quick throw, and if there's nothing there, then run. I mean, he's athletic enough to get out of it, but I mean, he, he's just. I don't know. It's just been tough to watch. Tyler said he better start eating his vegetables then. Time to grow. That's a problem. That's another problem. He's too short. So I think with him knowing the line's going to break down, he knows he can't see over this line, so he just hikes it and runs. But if that's the case, damn it, Seahawks, run some offensive plays where the line's rolling out with him and make it easier for him to make some throws. I, I, I My problem now is I'm not going to put all the blame on Russell Wilson. Um... And I'm not going to put all the blame on the O-line, but I think Russell might deserve a little bit of blame for once in the Seahawks team. Brandon Planchet said yes. So he agrees. That's what he was doing at Wisconsin. Before I move on to today's news in sports, do not forget to go to mybookie.ag and use promo code COFFEE to get 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit. Bet the game tonight. Either way that you see it's going to happen, bet the game. But go to mybookie.ag, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag and use promo code COFFEE to get 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit with mybookie. That means if you put $100 in, you'll get $100 in free bet money. And Brandon says he's a mobile QB. Who, Russell? Or are you talking Dalton? Because I called Dalton not mobile. Um, I know Russell's mobile, but I'd love to see them run some plays then where the offensive line... The linemen are breaking out and, and helping him run immediately, but I, I can't, he can't sit in that pocket at that height, when, especially when that line's breaking down. I mean, if, if it was a good old line that can keep people down, it would it'd be a different different scenario, but it's been tough. It's honestly been tough and it's been frustrating. So let's get to our today in sports topic. Today in sports. First and foremost, because I am a Seattle Mariners fan, I'm just gonna mention it. You can see big guy here on my uh, on my left. Yep, on my left, on your right, I think is Felix Hernandez is returning to the Seattle Mariners first time he's pitching since August 31st. The Mariners, along with a lot of other teams, are in this um, are in this race for this wild card. So it's exciting news for Seattle Mariners fans. Had to mention it. I love it. Go Mariners. Um, and Brandon said he's only five eight. Yeah, I know he. Oh, he's five ten ish. I have stood next to him, like at a, I think where was it? It was like some at some autograph signing. Stood next to him unintentionally once for like ten seconds. He's a little taller than me. I'm five eight. He's about five ten, but it's short for quarterbacks. Um, that's why he has to be mobile at some points. But shout out to Russ, Super Bowl champs. You got to start Super Bowl. It's kind of cool. I'm happy about it. But he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He needs a better O line. Seahawks need to work on that. Felix Hernandez is back for the Mariners. Danny Woodhead has been placed on the IR. I think that's a pretty big blow. Um, I I feel bad, Danny Woodhead. I felt like was going to have a productive year. Um, They ended up signing uh, Langford, Jeremy Langford, off their practice squad. But Woodhead is dealing with a hamstring injury. Could practice in six weeks if designated by the team. So that's a blow for the Ravens. They looked good week one. Danny Woodhead's a great pass catching back to have. Um, that is a little bit of a blow for this Ravens team. That's unfortunate, but he could be back in six weeks. He's been placed on the IR, and they picked up Jeremy Langford or put him off his practice squad. I think Jeremy Langford was out in Chicago previously, if I'm not mistaken. Decent running back, but if he was on a practice squad, he must you know have been struggling for a while. Chris Johnson. If y'all remember Chris Johnson from Arizona, from Tennessee, the man resigned with Arizona today due to David Johnson's um, long injury that that's taken down his wrist surgery. Um, they are going to they resigned Chris Johnson, who rushed for over 800 yards with Arizona last two years ago. Sorry, with Arizona two years ago. So shout out to Chris Johnson and the Arizona Cardinals. We have Andrew Luck's agent is denying that Andrew Luck wants out of Indianapolis. And I think this is a very interesting topic to stick on for a minute. So Andrew Luck's agent is denying that he wants out of Indianapolis. And I have a few things to say. One, if I was Andrew Luck, I would not deny that because I'd want to get the hell out of Indianapolis. I think one of the biggest problems for Andrew Luck here in his entire career is the fact that he's in Indy And they give him nothing. Indianapolis is single-handedly from the ownership to the coaching to the way they're treating his injuries to the way they don't bring him an offensive line or a defense or many weapons has broken down Andrew Luck's career. I mean, this Colts team is by far the worst team in football when Andrew Luck's not out there. I mean, maybe the Jets are a little worse, but... When Andrew Luck's not out there, they have nothing. They don't have defensive talent. They have a little bit of running back talent with Frank Gore um, and Robert Turbin. They have one receiver, and that's it. But you can't – I mean, they don't got a David Johnson type of running back. They don't, got, they don't got a superior defense. They don't got a Julio Jones type of receiver. T.Y. Hilton's good, um, but T.Y. Hilton can't do anything without Andrew Luck himself. He needs somebody to give him the ball. And Brandon just said D.Y. Hilton should go too. I agree. Those two guys need out of Indianapolis. Indianapolis needs a wake up call. They need to figure something out. They're single-handedly ruining Andrew Luck's prime. I mean, they they, they had him play last year when he shouldn't have been playing on a shoulder shoulder shoulders. I to say shoulder. Shoulder injury, and it's a little unfair. Um, it's a little unfair for Andrew Luck. I think his career will he'll never win a Super Bowl if he stays in Indianapolis cuz I don't see how they're going to rebuild while he's there. Um, i'd love to see andrew luck leave be a successor to tom brady or to big ben in pittsburgh or somewhere really interesting like that you know he could be successful or maybe move on over to arizona with bruce arians the texans i would love to see andrew luck somewhere else Um, that being said they're not going to trade him so it's going to be interesting to see what happens brandon said they had a losing record um before luck they've been terrible they were owned fifteen. I think weren't they owing sixteen that one year when they drafted Luck? Or what, what was the Colts record? Let me look. Because I know they were pretty bad the year before getting Andrew Luck. They were either one and something or I think it was, okay, so is that in between year? The Colts in two thousand eleven had Curtis Painter, Daniel Vosky, and Kerry Konza at quarterback after a bunch of years of uh, Of Peyton Manning and the record was 2 and 14 that year so the year before Andrew Luck they went 2 and 14 which is quite awful it's time for Andrew Luck to find a way out of Indianapolis David Ortiz signs a forever contract with the Boston Red Sox now I think this is cool in one sense. In the other sense, I think this is kind of cheesy and dumb. I'm kind of tired of all these players getting all these weird recognitions from their teams. I think a jersey retirement's kind of enough or a number of retirement, whatever it is, or a plaque on their stadium is cool. Is it necessary for David Ortiz to sign a lifetime contract with the Red Sox? What is that? It sounds cool and all, but what does that do for him? I'd rather have my jersey, my jersey hung up or my name in a plaque or be in the Hall of Fame than have my forever contract. What if he gets offered a $20 million job to be a front office guy at another team? Can he go or is he signed forever with the Red Sox? Interesting theory, right? So that's one interesting thing that I see with that. Um, Westbrook, the Russell Westbrook has signed a 10 year sh- contract extension with Jordan brand. I think that's pretty sweet. Um, He's one of the most marketable players in the NBA right now. I think Steph Curry is still maybe the most marketable because kids think or see themselves as somebody that can be like him. You know, when I'm a kid, I don't think I'm LeBron James. I don't think I'm Kevin Durant. I could see myself. I don't like Steph Curry as much as those guys, but I could see myself being more like a Steph Curry. And Russell Restbook's one of those guys. Yeah, you might not be born with his freak athleticism, but you can have his passion, his fire, um, his attitude. You can be 6'3". That's possible, not like LeBron or... KD, where you're like a seven foot guy who's also a point guard, those things aren't possible. So I think this was good for Jordan Brand, good for Russell Westbrook. And I think it's awesome that they signed him to 10 years. It might be a little long, I think, but you kind of have to sign these guys to these contracts or they will uh, peek out to go to somebody else. Speaking of Jordan Brand, the New Orleans, the New Orleans, sorry, I was going to say New Orleans. Wow. The Charlotte Hornets. Are coming are coming back with their retro jerseys for three games this season, and they're gonna have the Jordan logos on their jerseys, which is really cool. But they're gonna go to the back to that baby blue with the one purple, one white stripe down the middle. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have those jerseys, um, and it's gonna be quite amazing. Brandon said Curry is the new Jordan in the in the endorsement deals. Yeah, I mean like because everybody wants to be like him, you know. I think everybody feels like a kid can be, it was just like that, be like Mike. Uh, you know how that, that used to be the saying back back in the day, be like Mike, because back then you could be like Mike. Yeah, he wasn't born the greatest athlete. Yeah, he's six, six, six but he didn't make his high school team. He wasn't this, he wasn't that. You look at guys like LeBron, who I love, as if you watch the show, you know I love the shit out of LeBron, but he's been a phenom since he was in seventh grade. Kevin Durant's been known since high school. Carmelo's been known since high school. Uh, Steph Curry or like a Westbrook, any of those kind of guys, you can be like them where you're a little under, you know, under and it takes some time until the public really gets to know you and believe in you as an athlete. And then you make it, you know, out of the blue, you become a big time star. Tyler said Westbrook's waiting on that $207 million extension. Well, you know that they're going to give him that extension. My thoughts Is there a reason he's waiting or is this like about Paul George? Is he trying to see if this works or if he wants to get out? Because I feel like Westbrook's not going to leave. I feel like Westbrook is going to stay in Oklahoma City. He seems like one of those guys that does not want to mess up that loyalty. That's one of those interesting things with him. Couldn't you see him as a guy that does not want that loyalty name to be bashed? So I could see... Russ Westbrook's staying for many years in Oklahoma City. I think he's just waiting to see what happens with Paul George. Kind of assess his situation. I also would not be shocked if he's a guy that takes a little bit money less to sign somebody in the offseason if Paul George chooses not to stay. That's why I think we'll be fine with Russ Westbrook here. So, last but not least, to show my end a little early today because it is slower day. But we're going to get on to the Indians shriek because i find it interesting as hell um ooh, brandon okay brandon says pg going to the lakers next year let's discuss that real quick before i move on then yeah, i don't know brandon you haven't been here for basketball season i think watching our shows i'm a big i'm a big basketball guy so a few things here i agree that paul george is most likely going to la and I'm one of those guys that does not think LeBron's for sure going to L.A. I think LeBron has no decision, and we try to make up things like he has a decision. LeBron has absolutely no decision yet. If this year goes well in Cleveland, he might as well stay in Cleveland. We don't know. Some of his inner circle doesn't even know, so how are we supposed to know? Paul George, though. Paul George is most likely going to Cleveland. I mean, sorry, most likely going to L.A. I could almost guarantee that. But, but I have people like my brother George on his 1030 show always say that it's a hundred percent chance that Paul George goes to LA. And I have a different theory. My theory is Paul George might go to Oklahoma city. They might go deep in the playoffs with Russell Westbrook and they might become great buds and spend summers in LA together and not go to LA to, to play basketball. There is a chance in some worlds and time in this life that Paul George goes to OKC and enjoys it. If he likes playing with Westbrook, he lived in Indiana for many years. It's not like he's not used to a small town vibe. He went to Fresno State for college, didn't he? If he went to Fresno and went to Indiana and then goes to Oklahoma City, it's all the same shit. If he's happy playing there, like he was happy in Indiana when they had a good team, what? maybe he stays in OKC. So I would not be sold on the fact that Paul George is going to Lakers. I think it's the more likely chance, but I wouldn't guarantee it. And I wouldn't think it's 100% yet because it is not. Brandon said, Wade going to the Cavs, probably Melo. I don't know if Melo is. That's going to be an interesting situation with Melo. But I do believe that Dwayne Wade is going. Wade will be on the Cavs. He's literally all over LeBron's Instagram stories right now. If you go to LeBron James on Instagram, they're working out together. And it's all day every day. And I just think it's, that. I think that's really, truly going to happen here soon but we'll find out. I hope it does. I'd love to see more competition with those guys. Last but not will how crazy is this Indian's streak? Um, oh wait, sorry. Tyler said, yeah, George never has played with a true star. You never know, they might click. You never know how good those LA kids are gonna be too. Tyler, my man, that is exactly the point I've always tried to make. The best player that Paul George has ever played with. This is for Paul George and for LeBron too. But first, the best player that Paul George has ever played with was Danny Granger at his Prime, George Hill, Roy Hibbert, Lance Stevenson. Those are all the possibilities of the best players Paul George has played with. A young Miles Turner is not up there yet. He's good, but no. That's the list maybe paul george goes and now he's going to be playing with russell westbrook and stephen adams and ennis canter and some other good role players and andre robinson and say damn this is fun and we're winning i'll stay for i'll sign another year and then you look at la and this is something for lebron also if lebron looks over at la and paul george says man that team's not good enough yet or man i like playing with Russ," and then lebron's like so i'm going to la Lonzo Ball had an okay year. Maybe Brandon Ingram is not the best player in the league yet because he's not going to be next year. And LeBron James says, I'll stay in Cleveland for another year. Signs is another, another one plus one. How shocking would that be? To me, not that shocking. If Wade goes to, to Cleveland and they, they stay there with Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith, Jeff Green, Derek Rose... That sounds like a team that can win a championship or compete with the Warriors. A LeBron James, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball team, to me, does not sound like a Julius Randle. Sorry. Does not sound like a team that can win it all. That's how I see it. And I appreciate that feedback. And speaking of LeBron and the Cleveland Indians, LeBron went out today and uh, um, oh, and Brandon said, can't wait for this basketball season on this show. I can't wait either, bro. I love football. And I love baseball. Um, I don't talk about baseball much because people don't really care to talk about baseball too much. But I love, love, love basketball. I love LeBron James. I'm starting to love Kevin Durant for his play. I'm still not a biggest fan of his decision. Um, but I'm uh, really excited. Um, really excited for basketball season myself. So LeBron James did shout out the Cleveland Indians. Um Because the streak is crazy. I bet on it yesterday. Today, the Indians would break the all-time record streak for consecutive one games. There was an interrupted one back in 1916 with the Giants who had a tie in between or some crap like that. But I think this is an interesting interesting streak. And I'm excited to see what happens. And I'll talk about it tomorrow. If it is broken, I only have five minutes left. Um, He said... I'm a Laker fan, sad, shaking my head. Why are you sad? I'm actually a fan of the Lakers. So I lived in Orange County for two or three years, three years. So I'm actually a fan of the Lakers, and I'm a huge fan of Lonzo Ball. Huge fan of Lonzo Ball. I just don't think that it's time for big superstars to be signing there. So actually, and I think for the Lakers, they have a great five-year plan with young talent. I don't see where... A LeBron James would see Ball or Ingram ready, or Paul George would see them ready. As much as we say they want to play in LA, you know, I think a guy like Paul George wants to win also. If he didn't care about winning, he'd maybe have just stayed in Indiana for another year instead of being traded. So I wouldn't doubt if nobody signs with the Lakers yet, maybe another year or two. But doesn't mean I'm not a Lakers fan. I like the Lakers a lot. I like Lonzo Ball a lot and I think he's very talented and I think he's gonna be a very good NBA player. But um, they do need vets. You said, Brandon said we need vets, but I don't think they need superstars. You don't want LeBron James to take away from Lonzo ball, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle's development. That's not good for their, for their futures. That's how I see it. But anytime LeBron wants to come to your city, what do you say? You say yes. Do you guys have any questions or comments? I will answer a question or two here. If you have any questions before I sign off, otherwise I'm going to get out of here, upload our podcasts and go hit the gym and then go hit Thursday night football, talk to some hit some emails, do all that. But if you have any questions, Brandon, Tyler, I know you guys are commenting a lot today. Any questions or comments, feel free to throw them my way. And before I get any out like that, I will say thank you for watching Speak Up with Sammy Jourjour, Monday through Friday, 12 to 1 Pacific Time. Do not forget that this is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the best place to bet, the fastest and most reliable place to bet on the internet, 48-hour deposit speed. They will give you your money back in 48 hours if you win your bets. Do not forget to go to MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag and use promo code COFFEE to get 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit with us. Thank you so much for tuning in to speak up with Sammy George Ward today. And we will be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. to talk who's worse, the Texans or the Bengals. It'll be interesting. Um, Do not forget my final thoughts. Texans have the worst O-line after the Seahawks. Bengals are the worst after them. I think the Bengals have a better chance of winning today, but I think the Texans plus six is the safer bet. Go Indians. Is it time to blame Russell Wilson? And go Mariners for my Seattle fans. Thank you for watching. Speak up with Sammy Georgeur, and tune in tomorrow. And stay cool, America. Thanks for watching episode 177. Brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Stay safe out there. Peace. Just because it's called higher education doesn't mean high tuition costs have to be the norm. At Strayer University, we have the radical opinion that education should be affordable. With our graduation fund, you can earn up to 25% off your bachelor's degree tuition, making it all the more possible to succeed in today's world. Welcome to the future of education. Strayer University, out with the old school. Strayer University is certified to operate by Chef. Farmers Insurance knows that when you're in the car and that song comes on. No, not that one. Ah, yes, that's the one. You have no choice but to pull out your imaginary drumsticks and smash those cymbals and stomp on that kick pedal, which unfortunately is also known as the accelerator pedal. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Click for more. We are Farmers. bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.